Welcome to Annasbrook Church. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Graham Hislop, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Well, man, what, what a service. Presence of God. Man, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed with the old songs. Hosanna's like a hymn for us, um, for us people in their 20s. Hosanna actually means the Lord saves. So whenever you're saying Hosanna, you're saying the Lord saves. You don't save. You, you, don't, you know, we can't work it out on our own, but the Lord had it. So when they welcomed him in on the back of a donkey in, in the Gospels, they were all saying, this is the Messiah. He's going to save us and save us from our sins and... Man, what a, um, what a great moment. If we could just do the stand next week, that would be fantastic. I've titled today's message, The Explosive Power of Loving Jesus. <laughs> no excitement. Okay. I can find a different one. I can find a different one. That would be good. I could, actually. A burden for this message came upon me uh, for both you and for the Lord and for me. Someone asked me this week, are you going to do another, um, another uh, edition of How God Works? And I guess it would be, part number five. God does not work in mysterious ways. It's important because we've been hearing over the last few weeks about the abundance that God wants to bring. And I think there's a lot of people who would be like, yeah, I need, want, look to that abundance. But the tension between here and abundance and where we are right now, sometimes it's like, man... God, how do we close the gap? And um, Rebecca, sorry to hear you fell over. I wasn't there to catch you. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. So, But zero places does it say in the Word of God that God works in mysterious ways. None, nilch, zero, zippo, no, nowhere. It does talk about Christ who is a mystery. Uh, there is mystery around who God is because, you know, He's in the unseen realm. But... Hebrews chapter 1 said, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and many times through various ways. But in these last days, it says, he has spoken to us by his son. So in other words, we, we had the prophets and we had everything that God had done is how he spoke to us. But now Jesus is speaking, peeps, peeps, what is this? We're, we've, got so re, we've got so relaxed already. We need to stay formal, don't we? Everything you see in Jesus Everything you see in the Word, everything you see in His life is His message to you, is His will to you, is what He wants for you, and it is how you're going to close the gap between here and the abundance that God wants to bring. I liked how Brent said last week, what, are you preaching a prosperity gospel? What do you want us to preach, a poverty gospel? Like, you believe in prosperity, unless you came on horse and cart today. Did you come in a car? You believe in prosperity. You do. You can't tell me that God's blessing over and over, His abundance over and over again is not something that you want. What happens is we start to come against certain teachings when we get frustrated, when we feel let down, when we're like, that didn't work for me, so I have to do nothing but disagree now. And it's like, I would say that actually, rather than disagreeing, we should look to Jesus. Why? Because He spoke via the prophets in various ways, but in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. Everything we see in Jesus is His will and His MO for your life. If He healed, He wants to heal. If He released people from bondage, He wants to release people from chains and bondage today. If He bound up the brokenhearted, like really, Rebecca was just talking about, you know, on every single row today, I know there's someone with a story, there's someone going through things, maybe multiple people, really going through things. And Jesus said in Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord has come upon me, has anointed me to do religious stuff, to say a bunch of stuff that you just don't agree with. No, He said to preach good news to the poor, to set free the captives. And He also said to bind up the brokenhearted. And you go through stuff in life, don't you? You go through hard stuff, but Jesus is there to wrap His arms around you and saturate you with what we're going to talk about today so that you're no longer brokenhearted, people. You respond better to peeps. I found that. <laughs> Amen. We were launching Christchurch. Uh, last week I was in Christchurch, launching really what is regular services in um, Findleton. Is that where we are? Anyway, um, it's 
good I paid attention to where the Uber took me. It's quite great. So we did this Facebook ad, God is real and so is community. And the first thing I knew, because we were pushing it, pumping some money into like trying to get the message out and tell people about church, right? Because people are on social media. I don't know if you knew that. Um, and so <clears throat> we're pumping these ads and it's the first time actually we've done it since COVID. So we did that when we launched other churches, 2017, 2018, 2019. But it's the first time since. And it turns out quite a bit has changed in the comment section of social media posts. What happened was we did this post about church and first thing I got was a text from Ruby. Ruby helps to oversee some of our comms um, and she goes, hey dad, um, have you seen the post for Christchurch? And I was, I was on holiday, so I was like, absolutely not. Uh, and she so goes, you should check it out. And so I checked it out and she goes, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to delete it? And then the next thing I got was a phone call from Carissa. She goes, have you seen the comments on the post in Christchurch? And I'm thinking, holy cow. So I have a dig into them. It is like um, two theological schools of thought having war at each other on our dime. I mean, it's like we're paying for them. And the, uh, the theological arguments are just out of this world. Like, and so they were like, do you want us to delete it? And I was like, no, nah, leave it. I like it. I mean, I didn't actually like their comment. I mean, that would, that would be too far. Um, some of the things are about the nature of God and some of the things are about how God is like, what, this dumb stuff about God. God doesn't care at all. And other things are about, no, God cares so much, He's going to send you to hell and all this other stuff. You know, it's like just, you know, meanwhile, we're like, come to our church. <laughs> so you're going to have a great time. <laughs> anyway, so I said to them, leave it. And then I just read through it and I thought, nah, this is good because what it shows is it shows that there is an emerging gap and has been an emerging gap between essentially where people are at in their thinking and where God's at. <laughs> and just how flipping, that's the Greek word, complicated, how complicated we have made this. We have made this, hey, it's like you have to actually have, be able to actually have a proper theological argument to make any point about what you believe. So let me show you something a little more uncomplicated. It's in Romans chapter 8. And in verse 1 it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is what Jesus did on the cross, has set us free from the spirit of sin and death. Two laws, listen, two laws in the world. Every human being is born into the spirit of sin and death. In other words, that rules. But Jesus, in His compassion and His love, didn't sit by wringing His hands going, good, they deserve it even though some of us did, all of us did. He came in human form and died on a cross to set us free from that powerful law and that now through giving our lives to Him and receiving Him, we are now ruled by a new law, the law of the Spirit of life. Yeah. I'm not, what does it say? What did Paul say? Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. For you are no longer under law, you are under grace. So setting free, giving me the power to overcome, power to make better choices, power to pick myself, like Becky was saying, pick myself off the ground, up off the ground and carry on and, and actually find it was God who was picking us up all along. It goes on to say, just outrageous. Go study Romans 8. If you're wondering about the gaps between where you're at, where God's at, and what God's done through Christ, you're not received a spirit of fear that makes you a slave to fear. You've received a spirit of sonship, crying, Abba, Father, having a relationship with Him. The creation waits in eager expectations for the sons of God to be revealed. But hope that is seen as no hope at all who hopes for what they already have. In other words, there's a great hope awaiting you and me. And then verse 28 of the same chapter goes, and so we know that all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to His purposes. For we know all things work... I know, I know in my knower, in my knowing radar, that all things, I don't hear people quoting that much anymore. I grew up in church and people used to quote it pretty much as a greeting. How are you, brother? Bless you, brother. All things work together for good. Amen, brother. I thought there's a lot of brothers around here. There, I, I, don't, I don't know if you grew up in church. It doesn't matter if you didn't. You're not excluded. God includes every person who wants to know Him. Um, whether you grew up in church or not. But man, people used to quote it, people used to say it. And it's like now, people are okay with hearing it. But I reckon there's a reason why they don't say it. It's because they're not sure if they believe it anymore. They've been through some stuff. 
Some things have happened. Like, like maybe you lost your job. Or maybe you lost your child in a shopping mall. We did that. He's sitting next to Rebecca, so we found him. It was all good. <laughs> maybe your marriage is under pressure. Maybe you've got children. That's just a category in its own right. Maybe it's the interest rates. I know there's people in the room right now and there's, there's pressure. I know there's some business people in the, in the room. I've talked with you. How's it going? And there's pressure. I know that there's challenges. I know there might be health challenges going on in your world. That's not good. So, so that's, that's cool. That, that's honest. That's not good. But Paul didn't say, I know that only good things happen to Christians. He can't have, that can't have been the reality if he's writing it in prison, peeps. Third time I've peeped you, sorry. I'll calm that, I'll calm that. Don't say it again, don't say it again. Don't say it again. He didn't say all things will just happen for good. Because you live in a fallen world and you live with dynamics. There's things that go on and there's stuff that God, you know, I don't have the time to deal with this, but it would be really good for one, once and for all. It's okay to say that God is in control as long as you know that part of God being in control is not being in control, but being in charge. You can say God is in control, but you need to know there are some people God is not in control of. He is in the eternal scheme, but He's in charge of all things, but He does not control you and me. So you live in that world where it gets confusing. Why are these people doing this to me? Why is this person accusing me of this? Why is, why is my sister saying that about me? I don't, I don't know if that was a word of knowledge or not, but anyway. But Paul did write. Paul is saying, we know that God makes good, works good, pulls it all together for good for those who love Him. In other words, like, when our, first, our kids first started making meals, we've got a meal roster, when they f- we st- started teaching them how to cook meals, not good. <laughs> not even okay. It's not, no offence, they were quite young when we started. Like, you know, I, I remember that. They get points for trying, but points don't taste good. Points aren't very filling. So what happens? McDonald's, no. What happens is a parent comes alongside that new person working it out and starts to make some changes, starts to add lib, starts to say, hey, good job on the pasta. Another five or 10 minutes would be really good. And we'll just add this sauce to it. Why don't we do that? And, and adapts and, and intervenes. Was the meal good? Definitely not at the original form. But did it end up good? Yes. Why? Because it was our job as parents to come alongside those working this stuff out who don't see what we see, know what we know. We make it work together. It works together. There's a reason though I'm not in your house doing that. I love them with the agape love of God, but I don't love them like they're my own. I'm going to leave that up to you. And God is like that with us. God is like that with us. God is going through this stuff going on in our lives and, and it's not good, but He's coming alongside us. He's going, let me help you. Let me work with you. Let's ad lib. Let's, let's work this thing for good. When Rebecca got sick in 2012, not good. But I, know, I don't know if you enjoy hearing this or not, but I'm glad we went through it now because God showed us things about Him and did something to our faith that was so friggin' good. Again, a Greek word, so don't sue me. It was so good trusting God when she had cancer. So good being able to lean on Him. It was awful, 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 awful. People in this room were, were, were part of that journey. But God came along to the mess and because He loves us, He worked all things together for good. I'm here today to tell you God's not finished with your mess yet. God's not done with you, even online today. God is not done. He's not through. He's not abandoned you. God is still in the business of making all things work together for good for those who love them. He's not finished with you yet. Someone recently said, if it's not good, it's not done. The burden I have though, and that I can't shake, is it's for an exclusive group of people. It's not for everybody. If the wicked expect that from God, they actually need to expect something different. If you are not on God's side in these days, these days are very, very tough. God is working against the wicked. Hold on, I thought you said that God loves everybody. God does love everybody, for God so loved the world. But God is actually not in the business 
of a, a type of love that just ignores the things that go on. The category, Paul says it very, very clearly. He says, I want you to understand, catch this in your spirit. And, and, and if you're in this category today, it's gonna give you confidence. I work together for good in those people's lives who love me. They don't, not the people who tick the sense of saying I'm a Presbyterian, a Anglican, a Church of Christ, Associated Churches of Christ, Christian Churches New Zealand. If I'm talking a language you don't understand, that's my point. It's people who love Him. I feel like there's something about loving God. There's something about loving Him. Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And, it, and it, there is, you've got Moses' law, you've got the Levitical laws, you've got the, you've got the priestly direction, there's, there's ceremonial laws, there's a lot. And Jesus actually was able to say, because he was coming with a new and living way. And he said, actually, in Luke chapter 10, he said, lovers, the greatest commandment of all, above murder, because if, if you love, you're not gonna murder. You might feel like it, you know. You might look over from the pillow and think, what would happen if I, I'm sure Rebecca's just been there once some nights, think, what if I just hold it over his face for a little bit? You know, just, just what's the threshold? 30 seconds, 40. But because you love, you've never thought that. Okay, whoa. But because you love. See, love takes care of a lot of the commandments. Stealing, cheating, murdering. And loving God takes care of a lot of the commandments. Worshipping no other gods before me. Jesus is saying, if you want to boil down the law and the prophets, if you want to boil down what I'm about, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that's great categories, by the way, because some of the men... Valentine's Day, you're not interested at all. Um, some of you are not physical touch whatsoever. You're acts of service. Some of you guys are words of affirmation. Some of you being like, I, 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 you know, the love of God, I switched off when you said the explosive power of the love of God. Here we go again. You want to turn us into some daisy fruit loop kind of pancakey, what, what's that? I don't know what that part is, but some sort of thing that I'm not wired, but that's good because the Bible says that we're to love the Lord, God, Lord our God with all of our heart, in other words, it's in the core of who we are, who we really are, the core of who we are. I'm not two things and one thing. There's no shifting around. There's no duplicity. In all of our mind, so all the intellects, which a lot of men are, even though their actions don't prove it, but um, the intellect, God wants you to love Him with your mind, with your intellect, with actually the way that you think and your soul. So all the creatives said amen. With, with that... You know, sometimes I, took, I can just walk in the sunset going down. I'm like, God, you're awesome. You are awesome. That's my soul loving God. And our strength, that's like whatever I put my hand to, whatever God calls me to, I'm actually gonna love God. Everything Jesus said hangs on this one. In other words, you can sort a lot of stuff out in your life if you can just sort love out. A lot of stuff's just gonna flow in. It's, it's sort of like if Rebecca and I were having issues, and we went to counsellor. And they said, look, the counsellor said, look, Graham, what I want you to do with this disconnect that's been created is I want you, ready for the prescription? I want you to love Rebecca. I want you to take her out for a meal. I want you to maybe vacuum the house. I'll go into, spirit, I'll go into spiritual warfare at that moment. <laughs> I want you to listen when she's talking. Big, this big. This is rhetorical. This, this is not about our real marriage, okay? I want you to wine and dine her, you know, non-alcoholic wine, of course. I want you to, I just want you to enjoy, date her. And a lot of counselors, I don't know if you hear it, but that's Matthew chapter 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God, that's Jesus, and all of his righteousness. In other words, all that he is and what he's done in you and for you. And all these things will be added unto you. Everything you worry about, everything you stress about, everything you go on about, everything you're panicked about. He's like, you chase those, you're gonna be chasing the wind. Chase me, these things will chase you. Amen. So here's the prescription for a broken marriage, Grandma Rebecca. Not that our marriage is not broken, by the way, in case you're wondering. I mean, she is married to me, so I guess it's always gonna have a weird, a weird sort of-ness to it. But... I want you to love. And God's like that. He's like, you want some things to work out in you? Love me. Well, you would swear it's different. You would swear it's 
get your behaviour on streaks. You know, just get, get all your, your, your ducks in a row. Don't do this, don't do that. That's why some of your workmates say to you, I thought you were a Christian. You shouldn't be like that and you've got no answer. Well, here's an answer for you. Of course I'm a Christian because I rely completely on Jesus for who He is in my life. I'm sorry that you believe that it's someone who says they're perfect. Everybody's a hypocrite. Everybody. Every government that's ever been in power. Yes, we care about people. Yes, kindness is the new black. Yes, we're gonna treat everybody with kindness. Yes, we're gonna build that and build this and we're gonna do that. And it just goes to show, isn't it? Everyone is a hypocrite, but Jesus Christ. And if you think that you're not gonna stop being a hypocrite because suddenly you're a Christian and you're this and that, you're, you're gonna actually mess up too. But when you fall into the arms of the one who loves you, that's where things get straightened out. So it's the prescription. So many people. Um, I, I love this whole thing here, that when he's asked, Jesus said, you know, love is, love is, the, love is the secret. So many people think now that the answer wouldn't be love. I think they think that the answer, what's it all about, Jesus? You're pretty sure he'll say knowledge or content. It's the right podcast, the right YouTube. He did not say that. 1 Corinthians 8 says that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. The only way you're gonna build your life on Christ is being completely and utterly drenched in His love. What did Jesus say? Remain in my love. Remain in my love. I love in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love. Perfect fear, cast, perfect love, <laughs> perfect fear, <laughs> cast out all fear. When you're troubled, you need to abide in love. You need to put worship on. You need to get the word out. You need to see a Jesus on the cross who took everything. I love this in Psalm 63. David wrote this. We've got it on the screen. And yet I'm still turning to it. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My, this is a revelation for somebody here just to understand what's going on in you at times. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. They're the longings that are actually in every human being. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, that's what it's like. I've seen you in the sanctuary. I've even seen your power and beheld it, your glory. Because your love is better than life, I will praise you. I'm not sure how many people can say that anymore. That your love is better than life. Some people think life is better than God's love, that this grudge is better than God's love, that this feeling is better than God's love, that this ax that I cannot stop grinding is actually better than love, that this website is better than love. And Jesus warned of this. He warned us that this would happen. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12. In those days, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. One translation says most. I don't know if it's a fair translation because I read Bible prophecy that there will come a great harvest, a great awakening. And the only reason that will happen is because people fall in love with who Jesus is and understand He's the Lord. But this is actually, I, re, I remember, and He's actually here today. And I, don't, I talk about Him every now and then. And people, I kind of like it, you know. I remember a lot of men who were my father's age and the one thing that I would have said about them when I watched them at church was this. Not that they knew heaps of Bible verses. Not that they were fluent in Greek, Hebrew, or anything else. Not that they, you know, understood the old covenant versus the new and how that all, I would have said this as a child. These men love Jesus. A.J. Allen Jeffries was a man to me who I knew as a child loved the Lord. He loved the Lord, and I just knew it as a kid. I knew my dad loved the Lord. I just knew that. I was like, he loves the Lord. As a child, you know love. You know when something is legit. And, and these men, like I remember AJ, probably as a kid, I was taken around every now and then to their home group as a child. Maybe the, that was the night where Maria Barnett was babysitting us and I just wouldn't behave. And it's sad, she smacked my bottom with a wooden spoon as well but she turned out to be my sister-in-law in the future. She married my wife's brother and it's really awkward whenever I see her and I think secretly she still wants to smack my bottom. I'm not sure, did you babysit me, Sarah? You did. 
I didn't know that until I had that feeling, and now I feel real weird as well. I apologise. I apologise for the things that I did. Me and my brother Phil. Isn't it weird? Isn't it odd that as a child, you don't know that much about God, that much about doctrines, that much about whatever, but you know when a person loves the Lord. And I believe that, you know, it says, Jesus said, because of the increase of wickedness. I'm just, I'm just putting this message out here, okay? So it's really up to you. Whether you, you know, if you like it, rate it well on Facebook, that'd be great. Five stars. If you don't, like I always say, email jared.liebersight at Annasbrook. <laughs> but we need to be that in this time. Wickedness is increasing. People say wicked things about God, and I've nearly had enough of it. I take it out on you in messages. God does not work in mysterious ways. I'll tell you the wickedest thing I saw was in this um, TV series where they open this one episode with, I've decided that if there is a God and if he's like this, I don't want anything to do with him. I hate him. This was on a TV show just recently. It's like an opening, it's like those Facebook comments and it's like, yeah, that's wicked. It's just, the Bible says this, God is love. If we do not understand that about God, we don't understand anything about God. In fact, it says that those who live in love, live in love, live in God. That's actually what the Bible says. So we're actually called to really know this and what a frightening place it would be to be in a place of indifference, a place where there's no feeling, no gratitude, no revelation, where there's no love. I, um, I'm going to finish. Man, time is gone. How sick are you feeling, Saskia? I know it's not contagious, but you had a sore throat. Are you very sick or just a bit sick? Just a bit, yeah. Do you want to come up and sing a song? Your mum said no. Did you say no? Oh, you didn't say no. Did you say, oh, not again? (laughs) Do you want to? Okay, I'll I'll tell you the song once you're up here. It's It's a step of faith. Okay, good girl. Where's Phil? Phil, he's vaping out the back. Come out. Can you just grab your... It's all right. It's not as bad as cigarettes. It's all good. That's not true. It's way worse. So um, what I'm going to do, Saskia, can you... What, what song... Hold on. I'm just going to talk to you for a minute. You just sit there and watch us. Okay, what I'm going to do, Saskia and I are going to do something, and um, this message is probably a 10-part series in its own, but just before we do this, you can just stay, stay back there for a minute, Saskia. <laughs> this is a very anointed area. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that um, we need to get our hearts into a place of simplicity where things are going to flow and where we can say, yeah, God works all things together for good for me because I love him. And I can't tell you you have to love him because that's a weird thing to do. All I can do is say to you, you will absolutely love him if you can just focus on who he really is. So you ready for this? This is going to be weird. 21 things I love about God. I love his name. His name brings comfort and power. Two, I love his faithfulness. He's made a covenant, a contract to never leave me nor forsake me. Three, I love his nature. He's slow to anger, abounding in love. Four, I love his voice. It's like no other voice I've ever heard in my spirit. I hear his voice guiding me, affirming me. Five, I love his mind. His thoughts are so much higher than my thoughts. Clears the confusion whenever it hits. Six, I love his presence. I just love to, I could just be cool with meeting with him together with you and to know his touch. Seven, I was touched in the worship this morning by the presence of God. Number seven, I love his blessing. He blesses me because he loves me. (laughs) I love his peace. It's so good to lay my head on a pillow and to not actually fear the future. Number nine, I love his protection. I pray it over you, over city, Wellington, Christchurch. I pray it over our family, and I believe in it. I believe God protects us. Ten, I I love his spirit. The Holy Spirit's my dearest friend, and man, he's a great helper. He's awesome. I love his word. 11, 
It's the greatest treasure of my soul. I've become very obsessed with this word in recent years. I love it. 12, I love his people. The comfort, the encouragement, and the weirdos. Number 13, I love his grace. Undeserved favor, open door. We can run into the throne of grace. I love that. 14, I love his sacrifice on the cross. It destroyed sin and the curse by his blood. I love that about him. 15, I love his hope. Hope means expectation. The best is simply yet to come because he stands in my future and I'm heading towards him. 16, I love his kindness. All the mysteries of his heart. I love the little things he does, the big things he does. I love that he's gentle with me. 17, I love his holiness. There's no guile, no sin, no shadow. There's no wickedness in him. Number 18, I love his power, the miracles he does, the signs, the wonders, how he makes us new. That's Christianity. He makes you new. And until you know that you're new, you've still got a ways to go. But you hold on to him and he'll do it. Number 19, I love his heart for lost sons and daughters. Even though I grew up in church, there was a point I was still lost. He reached out to me. He saved me. It was his doing. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. And he loves you. If you don't know him today, he loves you. And there's nothing. There's nothing that can hold you back from him. He'll deal with anything in your life. He'll forgive you. Forgive your sins. Number 20, I love his purposes. I love the generational power and the eternal power that I'm seeing being played out both in my kids and I believe in their future, their kids. I'm praying for their kids already. I'm praying for the future, but I love that the purposes. I live in the purposes of God. And finally, number 21, I love his love because he loves me. 1 John 4.10, this is love. Not that we love God. Now, he, does, he works all things together for good for those who love him. But he loved us first and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice. And if you can get that today, something's going to get unlocked in you. It's simple, basic, simple, just loving God. Just be known as someone who loves God. With your family, like, I love this about AJ, but I think for me, I just want my kids to know I, I love the Lord. I don't want them to grow up resenting God. Something's gone wrong if they resent God, if they are mad with God, if they don't want anything to do with God. I don't know if I loved Him in a way that really I could have, should have, would have. It's going to explode. Something's going to explode. It's eclipsing religion, breaking open relationship with Him. So anyway, my grandfather, Popper, he was a preacher for, what's the opposite of exclusive? Open Brethrens. So he was, he was a preacher and preached around the North Island and itinerantly. And when he was, mum rang me saying, hey, Popper, his name was Ian, but he's going to, um, his heart's sick and he's going to die. He had heart failure. And it's probably in his late 70s. And so we flew up and she said, if you want to spend time with him. So we spent time with him and lots of grandkids and lots of <clears throat> people around him and had this opportunity, weird opportunity. He had a dream about me the night I was born that I was ministering from platform. And he told my mum the, the day before I was born and had this vision. So I'm sitting there, I had this opportunity to sit there with my grandfather and my grandma in a room. And mum said, maybe you'd like to sing him some songs. It was about 2006, seven, eight, around that time. And I was very involved with worship and the worship teams. I don't worship God now, I just kept it to that time. And anyway, so... She goes, maybe you want to sing him a worship song. So I got, she got me a guitar. I was in Auckland. And I didn't know what to do. I simply didn't know what to do. And I, so I sung him some Planet Shakers, some Hillsong. I don't know. It was, you know, I was whatever. And I think I did five songs. And then, bless his heart, you know. It's like, that obviously didn't hit the mark. So that's all good. He goes, he hadn't talked at all. And he just talked. And he was failing. And he goes, he took off the mask and he said, would you be able to sing this song? Ready? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. And little ones to Him belong. For they are weak, but He is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible Everyone stand to your feet. One more time. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. 
strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible Sing that, yes, Jesus loves me, Pa. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Put a hand on your heart if you want. Oh, Lord. Yes, you really love me. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible One more time, yes, Jesus loves me. Let it go in deep. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, he does. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Let's close our eyes. Let's bow our heads. In Ephesians, Paul wrote about this, and it really has to be said. Because you need to know this. That you might go from this place today and go, man, I really need to love God more. And I guess there's probably a truth to it, maybe, if you're feeling like that. But Paul made it very clear, just with our eyes closed, heads bowed. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, for whom the whole family of God derives its name, that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Holy Spirit in the most inner part of who you are so that Christ may dwell there in your heart through your faith. And I pray, it's not natural, that you are rooted and established in love, that you may have power together with all the people in this room and the wider body of Christ around the world to grasp just how wide and long and high and deep is that love. It's not natural, it's spiritual. And I pray that you'd have really knowledge, knowing that surpasses knowledge And that you would be filled with the full measure of God and His love. Even in Romans, it says that the Holy Spirit has poured out this love of God into our hearts. So yes to knowledge, yes to growing, yes to doctrines, yes to study of the Word. It's all there. But today, Father God, come Holy Spirit. I pray for Your people. I pray that we would be so alive with the love of God, the love that will reach the lost, the love that will go beyond self, the love that goes beyond sin and guilt and shame, the love that will pull us out of the miry clay, that we will meet the true Jesus. And our only response, the only response that is that is reasonable at all is to love you back. Let the love of God be poured. Just lift your hands to the Lord for a second if you feel comfortable and also for those desperately today just saying, I need, I need a love that goes beyond. God doesn't work in mysterious ways. God works by His love. He works all things together for good for those who love Him. Let's not be found in these services singing the songs but disconnected. Let us come with offerings of praise like the woman with the alabaster jar that was saved up for a wedding, but she broke it on Jesus rather than on herself to be ready for a, a self-oriented thing broke it on him and when they said they were indignant all religion hates outpourings of love and they said we could have sold that and Jesus said oh you don't get it you still don't get it those who are forgiven much love much and I speak much love over you and I speak much love over your mind and your heart and your soul and your strength and I pray that you'd be counted right now as those who love God so that all things will work together. So you know it's a relationship. So you have a confidence that God's working in your life. And I pray all hate, all self-loathing, all of that wrong thinking would be eclipsed today. In fact, even now, waves of love are beginning to crash over people, beginning to crash over us, over some hard hearts and broken hearts. He's binding it up today. He's binding up the brokenhearted. He's doing an awesome work today for all the guys in the room and all the girls, the guys. Just be open. Be open to God. Be open to God. Be open to what He's doing. Let the love grow. Don't grow cold. 
Don't back off. Let it be said about you. He loves the Lord. She loves the Lord. And let it be rooted only in knowing because you know He first loved you and He died for you. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I feel like time's up, but I feel like we're not done. I, wanna, um, I want you to just take a moment, please, along with the full body of Christ, Paul wrote, that you would grasp together with all the saints. If, don't go for now. We'll be finished in a second. I just want you to peer up. Peer up. And I just want you to pray that the explosive power of God's love would be released in your life and that you'll walk away from this place. It's going to begin a new chapter of intimacy, of love. You're going to have your own 21 things. That just for you, this is who God is in my life. I love who He is. But I think something, I, I didn't plan this. I just feel like God wants to activate something. So everyone peer up and just pray for that person. You haven't got half an hour, so you're going to need to be punchy, all right? But, but pray it from your heart. And if you're being prayed for, just receive it. Just receive it. Just pray. Believe the love of God will be revealed. If you can't find a two, just go on threes. Just that the love of God manifests in this place. If you're new to church, tell the person. They can just pray for you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. More love. More of you in our lives. More love, Lord. Pray. The love of God be poured out in this place. Let the love of God heal. Set people free. All right. What, what we're going to do is we're going to finish. I, I think this is probably a good food for thought. Let's go meditate on this a wee bit more. Would anyone agree? No agreement. That sounds great. It's, it's deep waters, eh? It's deep waters. I'm going to pray that you're not satisfied with anything but what the Word tells us about this today. That you are no longer, that you have a foul taste in your mouth for all religion, for all disconnection from the Father, from all going through motions, but there being no love. And it will drive you to a place. It will, it will bring you with unforced rhythms of grace to a place of experiencing His love. In Jesus' name. Someone here has, um, I just was praying yesterday, someone here has been struggling with anger. And um, I don't know whether you're out of control with it. I don't know if it's just started brewing. I don't know if um, you're, you, you just, it's all bottled up or if it's now unbottling around you. Don't know. I'm, I'm mindful of what God said to Cain. Hey, buddy, why, why are you so downcast? Why is your face like that? What, essentially, why are you angry? And I want to say that God wants to, I just felt today, rescue out of it, to actually break the power of that. And I could ask, um, maybe a spouse would like to put up their hand and just tell me, no, I'm just joking. But, but uh, we all go through it, eh? It's a human emotion. But there is someone here or maybe a couple of people and it just has, it's just been really like up in your face. And so I want to pray for you. Just everyone close your eyes. In the name of Jesus, whoever you are, I pray for deliverance of that emotion and that powerful grip on your life today, right now. You'll walk free, you'll go free, you'll have freedom for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And Jesus was angry, but He was righteous in it. So it's okay, you can work your way through it. But I just pray for an uncovering today and a releasing today, Lord Jesus, of Your people who, are, who this is not in control. And You would just set them free in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. I believe that. Amen. Um, there's a girl down here uh, with a top called Balance on it. You, the dark here. Hello. I don't know if we know each other. We may not. Um, hey, I just, um, just want to say to you, 
that the Lord has His eye upon you, His eye upon you. When He sets His eye on someone, it's a cherished thing, very holy thing. To be loved by God the Father, it's like, whoa. I mean, I, that song, it's a revelation, you know. My granddad wanted that at the end of his life because that's all of life. Uh, but I, I want to say to you, in fact, can I get you to, cl- if you're okay with this, if you're not, just go like this to me, that's all good. But um, would you just close your eyes? Yeah, close your eyes. And just lift out your hands in front of you. It's a really cool thing to do, yeah. And just close your eyes. Father, I pray for your anointing to touch by your power for an encounter with your love. You will never be the same again. You are about to meet. In the coming days and weeks, you're about to meet God in a way you will never leave or depart from. You are one of His cherished, cherished ones. In Jesus' name, amen. Phil Eagle, Aussie gone? He's gone, it's barbecue Sunday. I'm, I'm, the sausages are getting cold. Has he gone? Can someone get Phil real quick? All right, all right come up here, Phil. You were like, no, I'm, I'm out the sausages. I don't need to come up. It's all good. Come here, Phil. Just stand here. I love you, Phil. Um, the Lord is going to show you things about Him that you have never, ever known before. You, you're like going to be so blown away. They're going to sneak up on you. They're going to be like the Bible says, like with Elijah, not an earthquake or fire or hurricane, but a whisper. You are about to experience a whole another level of, of, of the person of Jesus. Lift your hands to the Lord for a second. Father, I pray right now that you pour out fire upon Phil's heart for who He is, Lord, and for, it's, it's, it's like God saying, you've faithfully walked with me. But now I'm going to show you that my faithfulness eclipses yours. And you will know that I am with you and you will know that I'm beside you. And you are going to be, there is going to be a holy obsession that rises out of your spirit. And, and you're going to see things. You're going to see answers to prayer out of this place. And so I just call today, it's just going to be, wow, wow. It's just just God's power, God's presence. All you have to do is relax and just let Him do it. But let your power fall upon Phil in the prayer in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Really sense God's presence on you. Amazing way. Amazing way. Great power. Let your fire fall, Lord. I ask. I'll just ask one more thing. Everyone close your eyes, bow your heads. If you're here today and you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ, then you can't be in that group where you said all things work together for good for those who love Him. You know, you can try and love Him, you do your best to love Him, you can behave all you want, but until you see that, we all need forgiveness of our sins. I need it. Everyone needed it. We were all sinners, all fallen short of the glory of God. Every single person. And I know the world tells you you're perfect as you are and you're... And you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're just the sun shines out of you and all that stuff. There's a truth to that. But there is also, it's not true too. The core, the, the spirit of sin and death reign over people and it's serious. And people need to hear this message because your mum telling you you're the best thing on the planet doesn't change that law. Only the law of the spirit of life, the blood of Jesus changes that. But it changes it. And you go free, your heart gets set free by His love. And then you start to actually know Jesus. And so eyes closed and heads bowed. If you're here today and you have never, ever received Christ, then it's as simple as this, saying, Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe in you and I receive you today. It's all faith, but God comes through with all power. He does the rest of it. You can't do it. And by the way, you don't get cleaned up first. You don't get perfect first. You respond by faith. That's all you do. You hear the message of Christ dying on the cross, being put in the ground for three days, that would have been a normal human activity when someone dies. But then He rose again, conquered sin and death. And anyone who receives Him conquers that too. We live with Him too. 
we live and we actually overcome. And so eyes closed, heads bowed. Those of you today who need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, uh, you come you come regularly. There's someone here and you come regularly. But actually, truth be known, there's no love. There's no love. There's no, there's no actual revelation of Jesus that changes today. God's on the hunt for you. He's battling for you. He's, he's, he's drawing close to you today. Others of you, you've never heard what you've heard today. Never knew this is the message of the cross, the message of the Word of God. He wants you to receive Him today. Others of you, you're like, I need that forgiveness. I need that grace. On the count of three, I want you to lift your hand saying, Graham, pray for me. I want to receive Christ today. Today. I don't want to wait. Today, I need Him. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. It's always an urgency because God loves and cares for people so much. So on the count of three, St. Graham, include me in a prayer. I want you to lift your hand up high. I'll acknowledge it. And then everybody together is going to pray this prayer, okay? So on the count of three, one, two, three. Lift it up as high as it can go. As high as it can go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Just keep, a number of hands are up. Just keep them up for a second. Thank you, Lord. All the church is praying for you. That God is about to touch you in a way that, um, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you here. God bless you here. God bless you there. God bless you there. God bless you there. God bless you there. Thank you, Lord. Okay, you can put your hands down. And everybody out loud, we're going to pray this prayer, okay? And if you lifted your hand, you just responded to Jesus. That's what you did. So you're going to pray this prayer. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the power of the cross. Jesus died on it for my sin and for death and broke that power. Today, I enter into that life and that power by asking You to come into my heart alive that I receive You. I receive You now by faith and I know that You'll do the rest. Help me to follow You. Help me to know You. Release me from that old life and bring that new life in me, in Jesus' Name. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and say Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website.